if you have this joy mind, and your mind will become very soft. You know, anger cannot fix anger. Conflict cannot fix conflict. Only this this softness and this softness can heal all the differences between parties, between people. So nowadays, I you know the the cause, the the tool that we're using in Hong Kong. In fact, uh, we help many people. We help all parties. Zen Master Daekwon studied Buddhism at Kwok Kwang Buddhist College in Hong Kong in the 1970s and ordained as a nun at Ajahn Chah's International Forest Monastery in Thailand in 1981. She practiced in Chiang Mai for a decade, including two years of intensive solo retreat at Tubu Cave. As a Theravada nun, she visited Korea for the first time in 1992 and met Zen Master Sung San during a three-month winter kilche. Following the retreat, she asked her teacher for permission to help establish a Zen center in Hong Kong, which became Subong Zen Monastery. In 1995, she received Inca, or permission to teach from Zen Master Sung San, and in April of 2001, she received Dharma transmission from him. Today, Zen Master Dae Kwan serves as abbot and guiding teacher of Subong Zen Monastery in Hong Kong. She has translated several of Zen Master Sung San's books into Chinese, including Dropping Ashes on the Buddha, Only Don't Know, and The Whole World is a Single Flower. You are listening to Sit Breathe Bao, a podcast for practitioners. Each week, leading Buddhist teachers share life experiences and insights to help guide your meditation practice, as well as your life off of the cushion. I'm your host, Ian White Marr. This podcast is sponsored by the Quantum Online Sangha, a virtual Zen practice community of the International Quantum School of Zen. Members of the Online Sangha meditate together study with teachers, and participate in workshops and courses to develop their practice. We are launching a study group for people interested in gaining a deeper understanding of the sutras and scriptures most important to the Zen tradition. And listeners of Sit, Breathe, Bow are eligible to try the group for a month for only $7 by using the promo code SBB, that's Sit, Breathe, Bow, SBB, when you sign up. To find out more, visit quantumzenonline.org slash studygroup. Zen Master Daekwon, I was watching a video that you made and you were talking about your family. And it was really fascinating to me because you said one of your brothers had become a Christian minister. Is that right? Or was he just a Christian? Yes. And then another brother is, is Muslim. Right. And then you ordained as a a Buddhist nun. It seems like there must be this great searching that was going on in the family that all of you were really drawn to exploring the spiritual life. Yes, I my family very interesting and uh very open so um each one you know have their own choice to choose what they want. And, uh, well, it's very difficult for my family to accept me as a Buddhist at the beginning. But then I uh, I just 
do it. And then um, even I became a nun, my family didn't know that because I ordained in Thailand. So I told them I go to Thailand as a, you know, as a tourist and then uh, I'm not coming back. And then, and then when my mom wanted to come and visit me, then she discovered I became a nun. So it's really, <laughs> it's really a shock for her. <laughs> oh my God. So what was, was your family religious at all? Um, not really, but at that time, I'm, I think I'm the most religious. Mm. Uh, I like to practice, you know, I like to practice, I like to practice. It doesn't matter what kind of religion, but then, during the time when I was practicing, then, uh, you know, this meditation, somebody introduced me with the meditation and I experienced something very uh, deeply and nobody can explain to me. That's why I start learning Buddhism. And then you went and to college when, for that. And right? yeah, I take, I take a course you know, and then uh, Buddhist cause, and then I want to learn. But it didn't even uh, quench my thirst in this spiritual search because it's all, it's all teaching is very beautiful, but there's a lack of uh, practice. Uh-huh. So, and why become like that? Because of some uh, uh, experience of this life and death. So, and because of that, I really want to practice. That's why I went to Thailand and, you know, just to go to practice. I didn't even want I, to be a nun or not nun to me is not important. But I really had this urge, this search to practice, to experience. What is practice? So how long were you there before you decided to ordain as a nun? Two months. Oh my god! Actually, it's one month. Oh my god! Actually, it's one month, and then I and I think they they you know I connect with the the temple life. They get up like three in the morning, uh, and sleep at nine in the evening, or maybe later than nine. Then only one meal a day, and I find it very interesting. At that time, I also much younger. Yeah. You know, at, at my. 20s you know so those things for me i find it very um uh to me that was a pure land mm. because because we practice together and then they you know it's difficult but for me is okay i it's not difficult for me but maybe it's difficult for many people and i have a secret to handle this were difficult is you just don't have to say difficult you just do it at that time i i i really had that experience so anything happened i just uh totally dedicate myself to whatever the situation is there and i and it's very easy to connect with the sangha and the people there so to me there's not much difficulty in that but but <laughs> I, I don't want to be a nun at that time. <laughs> I just want to practice. And I actually, after one month, I talked to the abbot there. I said, uh, I, I'm leaving and I think I'd like to come back. I, I'll come back. And, and then he said, 
anybody who say that they never come back. Yeah. And his 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 answer really hit me, you know. Then I said, yeah. <laughs> then he said, if you really want to come back, don't go back home. And I said, huh? That I have to think about that. Give me. And I and he said, you don't have to answer this question right away. I give you three days. You can think about that. And I went back and I talked to the nuns. That time they have two matches from England. And I talked to the matches there, the two English matches there. And then after three hours, I said, okay, I decide I might go home. Wow. And that's how it began. And then I have to leave the country to get another visa to return to Thailand. And then that's how I begin the training in uh, in uh, in Wat Banana Chat in Chiang Mai, uh, in, uh, in Ajahn Chah's temple. And you stayed there for two years? Two years with Ajahn Chah temple. But you were in Thailand for much longer than that. Yeah, I I stayed in Thailand more than 10 years, a little bit more than 10 years. So in another place, I heard you you were talking about, I think it was at a whole world, there's a single flower talk or something like that, where you decided to go to Korea just because you wanted to see something different? Okay, after I spent my time in Thailand, actually, I like Thailand very much. I have no conflict with the practice and with my teacher. And... uh, and then one of my friends told me, he said, uh, at, why I go back to Hong Kong that time? Because my mom was sick. And then I met a friend who just came back from uh, Korea. He said, if you have to check yourself out because you're living in Thailand for that long. You are so, you know, get used to those environments. You should go to a completely different environment and check yourself out how your practice goes. Mm. And I said, that makes sense. Mm. And then I, I, I talked to my teacher. I always ask permission from my teacher. And I said, my, I met a friend in, uh, in Hong Kong and he just came back from Korea. He encouraged me to go for a three months retreat. Would you allow me to that, do that? And my teacher, my Thailand teacher is mine very wide. Mm. He said, yes. You, you must go. You have to go. Mm. I support you. He said that. So that's how I, 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 I apply my application to go to Kelche for, you know, in Korea. So what was the encounter that you had with Zen, uh, given that okay. you'd been studying in the Theravada tradition for so long? You know, in Thailand, because it's in the nature, so in the nature, it's very easy for us to practice, I would say. I have a lot of space. But when I joined this retreat in Shinwansa, we have to stay together, you know, monastic lay people, because everybody shaves, so it doesn't matter they are monastic or lay people. We all stay in one room, eight of us. Uh. And... Uh, you know, no matter where you turn, you know, you turn to left and then your, you know, this other person's face is just next to you. And you turn to right another person's face, face is facing you. So very difficult for me. That was the only difficulty. So, 
And I feel a little agitated. So during a Kong'an interview with Subang San Master that time, I told him, I'm, I, you know, I, I have this agitation. And he said, you know, this is a great experience for me. He said, he, 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 he hold his palm, give me your agitation. Oh, wow. He said, put your agitation in my in, in my hand, and I would like an incense for you for this agitation. And when he said that, I burst. I laughed. I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. And this agitation just disappeared. So this is the, I, this is the fair, uh, first time I encountered Kongan interview. Right. And really hit me. It really hit me, you know. And, and this is, you know, this bring me to have this uh, interest in studying with uh, with the school. At that time, I'm not a member of the school. I'm just a Tarawada nun participating uh, a retreat over there. And of course, during those three months retreat, then you know, uh, many it's so close. Nobody allowed to leave the compound. 26 of us stay in one Dharma room all the time in this three months. So it's really not easy, but has a lot of fun. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in our school, they teach us primary point, you know, yeah. this, you know, how you, you and this uh, hit become one, you know, this is really very wonderful teaching for me. Subang San Master didn't say anything. He just do one thing. Mm. When he hit, all my thinking disappeared for many hours. Wow. I don't need people to tell me how it is. And, you know, because of this, this experience, I, I like to continue. And when I experienced this Kongan interview, a live Kongan interview with a Zen teacher, that time I I cry in my in my heart. I, tears didn't really come down, but I cry in my heart. And I said, "Wow! I thought these Kongans are legend in the book. It's to me that was so live. It's it's life. It's not." That word is life. Yeah. And through all these Kongan, different Kongan interview and the answers, and I find, wow, they are so wonderful. They are our everyday mind, our everyday life. It's so fresh and it's so refreshing and they are applicable. They are not just an answer. They, are, they, they transform our, our life. If we take that as the practice itself, it's not just attached to to the form or just the answer itself, and it really transforms our life. And that's why I have a great interest with with the practice. Yeah, I think my joy when when I solve a, a kongan that I'm working on, it's it's less a joy that comes from sort of figuring out a puzzle as sort of seeing seeing the life that is right there. It's 
you know, I feel joy when that happens, but it's like, oh, wow, right. That's exactly how life works. It's just like that. And it's, it's such a, it is, it's a live, a very live thing. Right, right, right. It's a old history story, but it's, you know, it's applicable. Mm-hmm. So even now, like Buddha, many teaching, they are like 2,500 years ago. But now we can apply it. Most important, the practice work, because we can apply the practice in our everyday life. And if you experience that, practicing is our life. You, there's no this word of difficulty, you know. Right. Difficulty is only a word, but... You know, even you're difficult, you have to live, you have to pay your rent, you have to work, you have to handle situations, relationships, and you have to involve with the people around you. You cannot say difficult, it's just something up here that we have to study and experience and transform. I would say, like, try, we have to try. It's like Kongan interview too. It's not that word. It really is our life. But we have to know how to to taste it and use it. Is you know, uh, practicing is something like that. It's not only in the interview room or on the meditation cushion. Uh, practice as as Samman Song San here always say, moment to moment, moment to moment. Keep clear mind. Keep this don't know. You know, and uh, that's life. It's not only on the cushion or in the interview room. That's how I experience. That's something I like to share with everyone. Yeah. I kind of feel like sometimes when I talk about the sitting in the Dharma room or doing the Kongan work, I sometimes liken it to going to the gym (laughs) or, you know what I mean? It's like (laughs) you're really just training there. Yes, and right. you're you're doing the work there so that when you walk out of the room and mm-hmm. you're confronted by a situation, you're actually ready for that situation. Um, it, yes. It's not that the spirituality happens in that room. It's it's the training that happens so that you can encounter the life when you leave the room. You say it so well. <laughs> <laughs> well thank That's you. how it. That's how it is, yeah. you know. I used to say uh, in the interview room is a rehearsal. Right, it's a know? rehearsal. You go there to, you just rehearsal those training, you know, and then uh, in your everyday life, it's the application of what we practice. Right. <clears throat> uh, yeah. We have to use it. We have to apply it. So our life, and practice never separate. So the, at the end of that three-month retreat, Zen Master Sung San arrived and did a, I don't know what he did, but he sort of convinced you to go start a Zen center in Hong Kong, it seems. And Well, you, actually, yeah, uh, yes. Actually, uh, not only at the end of the retreat, during the retreat, I heard, you know, I felt uh, uh, this Sen Master Song San did talk to Subang Sunim about 
uh, you know, like bringing, go to Hong Kong and teach something like that. Mm. But I wasn't living in Hong Kong. I, I, I didn't live in Hong Kong that time. I have no connection whatsoever. So I, I just rejected them. I said, I'm sorry. I, you know, I don't live there. I, I don't have, you know, I, I, my, 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 my training is in Thailand. I will go back to Thailand, something like that, I told them. But then after the retreat, very interesting is some of my Hong Kong friends, actually like four of them came to check me out, you know, what I do in Korea. And when they went to Korea at the end of the retreat, and then we stay in Wagesa, and then they like, they talk to the teacher, like Subang San Master, and then they meet the San Master Song San, and they really like them more than I do. So then one of our students, one, uh, one, uh, that my friend, actually my friend, talked to Subang San Master, said, well, the Dharma here is so good, maybe you should go to Hong Kong and teach. And then Subang Sam Master saying, but we have no connection there. We don't, you know, we don't know anybody there. And my friend pointed to me, she can help. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you give your, your friend the evil eye? <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> and, and because of her encouragement and support, this... This friend, you know, her support and encouragement. And that's how I have this uh, courage to return to Hong Kong. Because to me, it's, it's very um, not easy because everybody know me as a Thailand nun. Right. You know, I, ha- I have friends, you know, in Hong Kong, they... They already, uh, you know, uh, accepted me as a Thailand nun. So if you change to another, something else is, you know, not easy. They will question me. But at that time, when I think about that, then then I felt, okay, I I try and see what happened. I I didn't give myself much uh, thought about it, but when we first begin, it's really, really ha- we have a lot of os- obstacles and hindrance. Not easy. But I'm so curious about the idea of you know you've been a Theravada nun for ten years. You go away for a three month retreat in Korea, yes. and then you're like, I'm going to become a Zen nun. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What was it that was so compelling about? that opportunity. I really connect with the, the quantum school practice, you know, mm-hmm. the chanting, the bowing and the sitting and the four bows. And I, I, and I, those things to me, I, I have, I have joy. I have fun in doing those practice. Also, San Master Song San, he is very skillful in, 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 uh, in, uh, in explaining what is sitting, what is bowing, what is chanting. It's not much a ritual thing. It becomes a tool for us to keep our mind clear and to let go. You know, uh, this is the most enjoying. And, you know, for, for me is a tool, so you just have to let go. 
you have to not to attach to your ideas. That part I really enjoy, and it becomes a very strong tool uh, for us to use. And I don't feel any pressure of to 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 experience those things. The most difficult part at that time, when we when they come to Hong Kong and teach us, they talk about don't know, and uh, many people rejected that because. Buddhism teaches knowledges to know, oh. <laughs> and your teach don't know, so it's a big like uh, not easy. Not they they, and then at that time Hong Kong is practicing Pure Land. Sand is not popular, yeah, at all, and nobody encouraged you to practice Zen because they have they believe. I'm talking about twenty eight years ago. Now is completely different. Okay, when we first began 20 years ago, they saw us, they treat us as a cult. <laughs> they met, they saw San Master Song San, he's a cult. And whoever comes to San Santa, they say, don't go there, they, they, they are not correct, T- teaching Dharma and blah, blah, blah. And also many high monks in Hong Kong, they, they, they don't accept our teaching. Only my teacher, my Hong Kong teacher, who 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 was who was a monk at that time, uh, he passed away recently. He liked Zen Master Song San teaching. He is the only source that gave me confidence to teach the sons to share the sons Zen Master Song San's Dharma at that time. He really liked Zen Master Song San, so he said. It's normal. People don't understand your teaching as normal. Don't, you know. Uh, he said, also, I don't understand Sam Master Song San teaching. So how can other people understand? <laughs> but he really likes Sam Master Song San. So that gave me confidence to carry, to, to carry on until now. But now is no problem. Now everybody likes our teaching. Wow. And so I'm going to ask a, a question, and you can say, this is not, I don't really want to go into this. But, you know, right now there's a lot going on in Hong Kong, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot going on. Yes. And I'm mm. wondering how you're able to help the people in terms of guiding their practice, um, you know, dealing with the situation, regardless of which side they're, that they're really on. Um, mm-hmm. How do you guide them through? Because, of course, in the United States, also we're dealing with. Well, really, the whole world is is kind of feeling of this high degree of anxiety, and I'm just wondering how the practice can really help us in these situations that are so intense, and you know, perhaps are going to continue to be intense. Right. Actually, uh, now is our golden time. Really. And yes, and uh, for the last few months, uh, Sen Center have been very active with uh, with helping the the people. We we have classes uh, for people to come and study Zen. So um, first, I think Sen is very good. Sen don't take side. You know, and uh, I use one Kongan to share, to bring people uh, uh, how to come together 
there's this Kongan called one there are two monks arguing. One they say the wind is moving, another monk they say no, it's the flag that is moving. And uh, six patriots said, no, 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 it's your mind is moving. So uh, so that Kongan very helpful for us to begin. Because if our mind moves, then we will attach to the outside situation. Both of them are moving anyway. But when, if your mind moves, those things bother you. So same as our Zen teaching, Zen means return uh, to this, our don't know mind. I now use this word zero mind. Uh, this is the course that I, uh, I, we are doing in Hong Kong and we find it very helpful and almost everyone can benefit from this technique. Maybe I'd like to share with everyone. Sure, please. So, so and uh, how to come back to the zero mind or how we come back to our center. In, in our tradition, we always say we practice, we have to have a strong center. How to bring our mind back to our strong center? We need some tools. Actually, all traditions have the tools. But I'm right. Uh, recently, I used A, B, C, D, and E to help people to return to this don't know mind and not to be affected by what's going on. Even though they have sides, doesn't matter, but they have to come back to their center. So A means attention. Attention have three qualities, meaning you, in our school, we always say, what are you doing right now? Yeah. So we always ask ourselves, what am I doing right now? As soon as you ask that question, actually, this A is attention. You bring your mind to right here, right now. So behind this attention, there are two other qualities is alert. You not only just pay attention what what you're doing right now, but also you have the ability to take care of, you know, the people or the situation, what you are handling right now. And behind that is the awareness, you know, we say clear mind. So if you pay attention, you have this clear mind, you have these three qualities that are helping you. So you can do it while you're standing, you're sitting, you are walking, you're working, or you're lying down, or there's a conflict, or there are people are fighting outside. Many of our students, they, they can really use this technique while they're in the MTR, in the subway, or people shouted at them and they have a, you know, not a friendly eye looking at them. So they use this A, what, are, what am I doing right now? And B is the breath. because. Um, why we cannot focus, why we cannot pay attention, because two things always interfere our, our attention is outside situation, like this wind, you know, this flag, or people argument, people opinion. Inside is what? Is our thinking and emotion. These two inside, outside thing always um uh, distract our minds so we cannot come back to this moment. So when those things appear, how do we help ourselves? It's with the breath. This breath, only breathing not enough, 
Can your breath come back to your lower belly, your center? You know, everyone have the center inside us. We say the lower belly, right? We breathe with our lower belly. So anytime your breath can connect with your lower belly, that's a very important uh, part of the training because our lower belly, we say our head is our thinking factory. Our chest is our emotional factory. So we have a factory here in the lower belly. This is for digestion. So even physical body, this lower belly is for us to digest the food. Whatever useful, healthy food you absorb, whatever you know, food you cannot digest, you just you know shit it out. <laughs> you know. So same as that. Our practice, if our breath can bring back to our lower belly, then we can digest our thinking. Thinking is no problem. The only problem is we need to digest it and not to attach. Our emotion also is normal, but we need to digest it. So this practice, digest our thinking, become wisdom, digest our emotion, become love mind. So this is A, B, C. A is what you are doing right now. B is you breathe. And C is bring your, bring your mind, your breath back to our C, our center, lower belly. Only these three things are, is good to start with. But this, this we, I, we say have D. D is what we teach in our school. Keep this don't know mind. How to keep this don't know mind? means don't make anything. So if you start thinking, then, okay, I return to zero. This is where the zero mind works. Okay, whenever I have emotion, thinking, just now, what happened, doesn't matter. Soon use this three ABC, help our mind bring it back to our zero mind. And the E is we have to enjoy our life. We have to enjoy the practice. We have to enjoy what is going on. If you have this joy mind, and your mind will become very soft. So, uh, you know, anger cannot fix anger. Conflict cannot fix conflict. Only this, uh, you know, this softness. You know, when you practice and your mind become more soft, then this softness can heal all the differences between parties, between people. So nowadays, I, you know, the, the cause, the, the tool that we're using in Hong Kong, in fact, uh, we help many people. We help the people on the street. And uh, also we're helping... Uh, People who are, you know, all parties. In fact, we're helping all parties. Also, I we know during one workshop, we have a uh, one family. They are police. The 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 father and mother both are police, and their children, you know, they're suffering. That they are suffering because men now many people they 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 don't like the police. So. They suffer, but when they listen to this uh, practice, in they cry, they cry, 
And then, you know, we shared this, this practice with them, you know, and then uh, nowadays I, it's important we have to not to have anger, but how to solve this anger. So we have this metta chanting, this, you know, this loving kindness chanting really help them and help those who have anger towards them. So A, B, C, D, and E, plus this loving kindness uh, practice is helping even the police family. They had a lot of, they carry a lot of like stress. You know, many people, they don't like them. But it's okay. I said people don't like them. It's no problem. But you first, you have to love. You have this no anger mind towards yourself. And, and also people who are angry to you, you, you chant for them. You bless them. So in this way, some, some of our students who are police, they, they also are facing very difficult situation. They could see the changes in the life. In some revolution is going on. And one of our students uh, on the street, you know, they is a, her husband is a police. The wife was very scared. You know, people are throwing like those, uh, you know, they put el- some yeah, oil, alcohol cocktail. into the box. Yeah, they, they throw it and then there's fire. Mm-hmm. And she start chanting this, uh, this meta chanting. You can click to our Facebook. We have one version in English and one version in Chinese. And she started chanting that. And suddenly she felt the peace, you know, uh, the peace is surrounding her. And then she felt there's some transformation going on even in the midst of this chaotic uh, situation. So I, I felt our school teaching plus the meta chanting Working is working for many of our students. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit, Breathe, Bow. I hope you found the conversation with Zen Master Daekwon encouraging and helpful for your practice. You can find out more by visiting the website for Subong Monastery at subong.org.hk/en. I'll also include a link to the monastery's website and Facebook page in the show notes. A special thanks to our sponsor, the Quantum Online Sangha. Listeners of Sit, Breathe, Bow are able to try a month of the Zen study group for only $7 by using the promo code SBB. The study group offers a close reading of sutras and scriptures that are important to the Zen tradition. To find out more, visit quantumzenonline.org slash studygroup. Don't forget to use the promo code SBB when you check out. And please consider subscribing and leaving a review of this podcast. It helps introduce us to new listeners. I'm your host, Ian Whitemar, and I hope you'll join me again next week. 